something about your love Yeah, there's something about your love Oh my goodness. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And my name is Alex. And we're just two brothers combining our love of whiskey and comics. It's no big deal. But we're trying to bring you the perfect pairing. And I think today we did it. It's, I, we, let's stop <laughs> I, it. We'll shut her down. This is a I know. One. I know it's early in our existence uh, doing this, but honestly... I think we well, probably could shut it down after this one because I think we've done it. Well, there was a reason why <laughs> we paired these two together and why we wanted to do them early. Like we wanted mm-hmm. to record this one and do this article and like get this out there early because yes. it's a seminal piece of work in mm-hmm. the comic mm-hmm. book realm. And I mean, you already know what it is. It's in the title. So yeah, I was going to say it's in the title. Yeah, but they've clicked it. So, um, um but we are drinking this absolutely gorgeous, wonderful, fantastic whiskey from the wee tune of Campbelltown, uh, Glen Scotia, Victoriana, uh, and we read the Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, it's a good night. This is going to be a fun, <laughs> fun time. Um, yeah. This... Talk, talk about that one. Because I was oh. going to say, this has got to be one of your favorites. You talk about this all the time. Yes, I do. Um, I mean, with so, good reason. With very good reason. I'm going to put the bottle down. Otherwise, oh. I'm just going to be hugging it the whole time. You can start smelling and doing all your stuff. I'm just going to wax poetic about yes, Glen Scotia for a while. I don't have a bottle of this in my house. So I'm you should. Stick, I'm just going to stick. If you can find it. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> Anyways, it's I'm going to stick my nose in here and just... Snap I'll just smell you talk. I'll start start talking about Glen Scotia. Yeah. So, Glen Scotia, Campbelltown. It is uh, used to be the whiskey capital of the world. Um, there's now only three distilleries. Uh, there was a long period where there was not a lot going on in Campbelltown. Um, so there's three distilleries in Campbelltown. There's Glen Scotia, um, and then there is Springbank, who distilled Springbank. They've got a core range. They also do Hazelburn and Longrow. I think Springbank um, would be the most popular Cam- Campbelltown or the most yes. well-known, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then there is um, Glengyle, which produces Kilcarran, which is actually owned by Springbank as well. Right. Um, and the reason why they did that is because you need three distilleries to actually be considered a region. So they opened up that one and said, no, We're it's Kilcarran. It's by Glen <laughs> Campbelltown's a region. Um, so... Oddly enough, I didn't know that Campbelltown was a whiskey region until 2017, which, uh, which was when I went to Scotland. Um, my wife and I, we decided we, we honeymooned in Scotland, which was like our first anniversary or sorry, not our first anniversary. That was a different trip. We went to Scotland in 2017 as kind of like, uh, you know, just this big kind of trip. And one of the first things we did because my wife is amazing was we went to Edinburgh and she got tickets to go to the whiskey exchange, uh, which is the largest collection of single malt whiskeys on the planet. And there's this whole museum and you can do these tastings and stuff. So, so we did that on the very first night we landed. So super tired. And we just go to this whiskey museum and an amazing way to start that trip is incredible. Um, and so in that, you know, they do the whole, like, how do you taste whiskey, blah, blah, blah. They tell you about all the different, you know, regions. 
if you can ever get there in Edinburgh, it's incredible. It's right by the castle. Um, and so they talked about Campbelltown. And I was like, that's interesting. I've never heard of Campbelltown whiskeys. And then the sample that they gave us to to kind of get the notes for Campbelltown whiskey was a Glen Scotia, but it was just their double cask. And I was right. like, man, this is a really, really nice whiskey. It's really great. So we finish our thing, do tasting. I'm three sheets to the wind by the end of it because after our <laughs> tour, we then went and got a flight. So we then go through the gift shop and they had a bottle. They had bottles, obviously, that you could buy. And they had the Glen Scotia double cask for like 30 pounds. So I was like, that's like 60 bucks. This whiskey's really good. I'm going to buy this. So bought it, brought it home. LCBO brought it out for like 75, 80 bucks. So I was like, sweet. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a regular thing. This is like my new go-to whiskey, this Glen Scotia. Yeah. You now can't get Glen Scotia. It's just like impossible <laughs> to find. But um, I absolutely fell in love with Campbelltown whiskeys. Um, I was pretty much an, an Isla guy through and through. Um, my favorite distillery is still an Isla, which we'll talk about another time. But Glen Scotia is like, it is right there for me. Um, so currently I have like a little bit of the double cask. <laughs> I've got there 15, 16, 18, and this Victoriana. Yeah. Um, You've got and, almost the full range. Almost. They've got yeah. a 25, which is a little expensive, a little out of my mean, price range. There's, yeah, there's, but, there's reasons why maybe the 25 isn't sitting in your cupboard right now, but yeah. that's fine. Um, but so Victoriana, we're going to talk about this monster because it oh. is a non-age statement, which a lot of people turn their nose up, noses up at um, in the they whiskey community, it. which <laughs> there's a few non-age statement whiskeys out there that you really need to try. Um, yeah. The and Teutsch and Adah is another one I would say. The Glen Morangi or Morangi, however you want to say it, they've got yeah. a number of non-age statements that are beautiful, but this, in, in my opinion, is the best non-age statement whiskey I've ever tried. It also is comes through at a full cask strength, so it packs a punch at 54.2%. Yeah. So, but here's nice the thing. and strong. You don't get it on the nose you at all. At no. all. Mm-mm. Like, so the very first thing, so I stick my nose in here and it's like butter. Yes. It's just butter, like salted butter, though. So, yeah, like a salty, sugary, brown, sugary butter. Like, just mm-hmm. like when you're going to bake and you get, like, the butter and the brown sugar into the pan and, like, you're melting it all down and you're combining it all together. That's what I get right away. Yeah. I get, like, a, a saltiness to it that it's, like, it's kind of like if you're standing on the ocean, that, like, sea spray, sea air that they talk yeah. about. But it doesn't, it doesn't give me the briny quality that, like, a Talisker or a Buna or some of the other Isla... Highland Park sometimes gets a little bit yep. of that. Yep. Sometimes you get a bit of briny sea air saltiness to it. It's like, like you said, it's like a salted butter, yeah, salted caramel sweetness. Yeah, they oh, get on this nose. That's great. And the and saltiness, like, and, like I was gonna say, the saltiness for me, I find it's like when you take like a deep pull, because that's the interesting thing. Like with most cast strength, um, like whiskeys, you. I don't get my nose like all the way into the glass because no. you get that you get that burn, burn. and it's burning burn, the burn, the hairs burn. right out of the inside of your nose. Yeah. That's not happening with this, which is really <laughs> interesting, right? Super interesting. But when you get like, you know, you stick your nose all the way in your Glencairn glass and take a take a big pull, 
that's where I get that uh, the saltiness, and it's like right at the top end of the uh, of the nose canal there, and you get yep. a bit of that like oh there's the alcohol, yeah, and that's where I'm getting that uh, saltiness. It's really interesting. Yeah, and like yeah, you almost it's almost like a creme brulee as well, mm. or like carrot like the burnt it's sugar that, topping like, of yeah, the it's creme there's like a, a buttery creaminess to yeah. it. It's just, it's so good. But the best thing about this whiskey, in my opinion, is the taste and specifically the finish, which is why we're pairing it with the, with the book that we paired it with, which I will explain as I sip it because I just really want to have a taste. Yeah. All right. Here, hold on. Here we go. So immediately... You feel the full cast strength. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely still get know the, it's... You know it's strong. Yeah. You get a lot of that, like, sugariness. But for me, and this could just be me, I haven't... I've seen a lot of other people review this. They don't get the same thing that I do. For me, in the finish, there's this soft, creeping smokiness that develops almost from like the back of my tongue up and it like takes a second to get there and it's you might not i mean you might not get it i get it it's very very faint and you almost get it more the more you drink and the the more you kind of go to it and it's getting even more of that butteriness on the nose now that i've got it in the mouth so smooth yeah um now the reason why we're pairing it with this book for me is like that, like slow, slow kind of smokiness. It's, it's kind of ashy, but it's not, it's not a peat smoke. It doesn't, it's not a punch in the face smoke, but it's just that charcoal. It's this small lingering ash thing. And it just really reminded me of the movie after the snap, when people just kind of slowly ash away. Yeah. It's like, it's there and then it's gone, but it's just super interesting. But the other reason why I knew that we had to pair this with this book is the classic quote from the Mad Titan, perfectly balanced as all things should be. In my opinion, at a full cask strength, you get the best of everything. Yeah. This is in this dram. You get salty, sweet, some spice. And then just like a tiny bit of it's char a com- or ash it's a complex or something. Finish. Yeah, like it's and a, it's super complex. It's it's a long finish. Um, what I was gonna say, I get on the finish is like a really, really like a dark, dark, dark chocolate, but uh, like yeah. like a like an eighty ninety percent cocoa chocolate. Not, not milk not, chocolate. Not milk chocolate like, at all. Yeah. Yeah, like the super dark stuff that like we've often paired with um, the more peaty whiskeys. Like having like a dark chocolate with that. So I'm almost getting that like right again, like it's at the back of the tongue, like working its way forward. And like underneath that, I do get a little bit of that, like the just a hint mm-hmm. of of the smoke. And, it, and it's like, like it's there and it's gone. Char exactly. Yeah. It's not don't don't it's please don't peat. buy this thinking you're getting a, a no, smoky no, no, no. whiskey because you're not. No. It's subtle, but it's there. And in my opinion, that would that's what rounds out the balance of it. Um, finding this is tough now 
Um, we're in Ontario, Canada. Um, it is hard to find. Yeah. I actually don't think it's in Ontario anymore or at, like right now. When it was, it was n- under a hundred bucks. Which is crazy. When, when we got one picked it up because I've seen it in other parts of Canada for like 130, 125. Um, I would buy another bottle in a heartbeat. This like, and I'll make a deal with people. If you go out and buy this and you think that I oversold it, email us at the whiskey geeks at gmail.com. I'll buy it, buy it off you. Right I'll, buy, I'll buy it off you. It's I love, I love this distillery. I can't say enough good things. Um, please Glen Scotia, please bring more stuff to Canada. Yeah. I mean, I've got a fairly, fairly well stocked, but I'm afraid to drink some of mine because I know I can't get it. The 16 year old, the Glen Scotia 16 is a travel exclusive and currently we can't travel anywhere. Yeah. But I found that at a, a duty free and that bottle slaps as the kids say <laughs> it is incredible. Um, Oh, sorry. The 15, the Glen Scotia 15, the 15, okay. the 15, in my opinion, beats their 16. Their 15 is just, it's a, a gem of a bottle. Anyways, nice. I have yet to find a Glen Scotia that I have not fallen in love with. Oh, yeah. You're um, always you're always selling them. And I mean, for good reason. Like this is, it's been, like it's been a minute since I've had any of this. So I, I'm, sh- I know you've shared some of this with me back in the times when I could yeah. come down and visit. Yeah. And I remember liking it then. But it's you know it's been a while, so I don't still yeah, got some. So you, yeah. I'll get you some more. Yeah. So whiskey is for I, sharing, everybody. That's right. It's it's, it's not don't for be keeping. Pretentious. Don't, don't, don't collect don't, it. Don't keep I mean, it. Collect it if you want to collect it. Whatever you want. But do what you want. Drink like drink your drink yes. your stuff. It's it's and life share too short. With yeah. Friends. This is this is what we're all about here at the Whiskey Geeks is taking the pretension and the snobbiness out of whiskey tasting and just telling you. And honestly, I haven't I haven't done it because I'm. I'm not a water in my whiskey guy. I tend to prefer stuff neat. I haven't. I think that water would hold up in this. I have not done it. I'm not going to do it tonight (laughs) just because I I enjoy it. I'm not going to either. I'm I'm enjoying this too much as is. I enjoy it straight, um, but I'm sure the full cask strength at 54%, it could hold up some water. Yeah, uh, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna die on you like some other stuff that you know it's stuff in like the low forties. Um, you put a bit of water in that; it sometimes well, lose, kills it. Yeah, you I lose don't. The, the depth. I think this would be the... fine. If you if if you drink this and let us know in the comments. Oh yeah. yeah. If you yeah, let, let have had know. this, do you like it? Um, well, let, let, let us, us know, know if you think. yeah if you do put a couple drops in there. Let us know what uh, what, what happens. Does. I don't I don't have enough to like I don't want to. <laughs> like spoil yeah, what I, I have that. left. Um, yeah. You know, if, if a um, bottle showed up now, Hey, here's the thing. This has been great. I want to get into the book because from our friends. Yeah. This, I, some of I, our friends, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I hadn't read this. Like, Me neither. How, how is it possible that neither of us, like we just, it just, skipped by like we were too young when it first came out um we just we didn't like obviously we weren't going out when we were 10 and 11 and we were like buying you know comic events like it was yeah like oh with the big summer marvel event like we weren't doing that um and of course like with the mcu and we knew that it was going in this direction for the movies for so long it took me until we were doing this to actually go back and read the originals 
Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, for those that have just seen the movies, like this is a great whiskey to drink while watching, uh, you know, Endgame, um, uh, and Infinity War, but it's, the book is very different. Yes. Very, very different. Like the whole, like Thanos' whole reason for doing this is completely different than like I just want to bring balance, right? Yes. Like I mean it's part also, of it. he also does, but I I do happen to have You got it. The uh the original. I read it digitally uh, this time. Um I'm probably I'm I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna I know that um my local comic shop shout shout out to Heroes Comics in London, Ontario. You should all go check them out, Heroes Comics. You can order stuff through them online. Yep, they and they'll ship it. They ship it to you, so you should go and check out Heroes Comics. I will put a link somewhere, um, probably in the info, because uh, that's where we'll put everything. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and buy it because I read it digitally, um, and it's it's a book that needs to be in your collection, needs to be in your house, needs to be picked up and read. Yeah, it's anytime it, you pick up a bottle of Victoriana. Yeah, it's it's so. It's so cool. The artwork so is just like classic, classic artwork. It's um, George Perez, man. It's like the dude's yeah, exactly. A fucking legend. Mount Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Absolutely. Mount Rushmore legend. comic book artist. Yeah. Legend. Um, yeah. So now, all that being said, I do uh-huh. think I like I liked the streamlined approach to Thanos in the movies. Yes. And I think if had they tried to do this story in the movies, they'd have got bogged down. Uh, right? Like yes. it, they would have had to yada yada a whole bunch of stuff. Um, or so have if, like 38 more movies to explain yeah. who the Celestials were. <laughs> yeah. And like, because like, I mean, a main character in the book is Adam Warlock, whom does not yeah. exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not, not so, as of yet. <laughs> no, not as of yet. So you'd have to explain yeah. Yeah. Adam Warlock, who he and, is, why he's tied a, to the why he's tied already Stone. to the Soul Stone, which um, is a great. I went back and read that tie-in oh, as you, well. Oh, okay, it's great. It's great. I won't then, spoil it here. It's for yeah. another time. But and then he's doing all of this for the love of Mistress Death. Mistress Death. And which is like really interesting that like Thanos, like the ultimate evil, this like very like strong vision, always going towards this singular vision. He's doing this for the love of Mistress Death and not just about bringing balance, but he wants to do something to gain her love. And now that he has the Infinity Gauntlet, she has realized that he is like not just her equal, but has now like surpassed her and she sort of now turned her back on him. Mm. Uh, which brings about this really interesting dynamic because like Thanos is almost like a like a spurned lover. Yeah, it's for, interesting. Like part of the story. And you're like, yeah. like, oh like I was not expecting that. Which is really nice when like, you know, you come into a book like this, you think you know you know the story, you know what's going to happen, like you know all the hits, like all right, the Avengers are going to be heavily involved and they're going to bring in all the other big heroes and there'll be this big fight and then you're like, oh, like Thanos is kind of whiny <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Hey, Podcat, 
She made an appearance. She just made an appearance. Hoping that you weren't going to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Lovely podcat, as always, in the background lurking around. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, you get so many... And I think it's just because of the medium of the comic instead of the movie, it's you can cram so much more in. Oh, yeah. So you just get you so many more heroes and and villains. I mean, Mephisto is like a huge part of this book, who's basically Marvel's Satan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their version of the devil. Like, he is a massive, massive part um, in this book as well. And like the Silver Surfer is a massive part. Of, yeah, who growing uh, up, he was always well. one. He was always one of my favorites. Like, like yeah. I know we've talked about this, but we had the, like the full set of those Marvel cards, like the comic yeah. cards. Um, and Silver Surfer was always like we, we would go through. We'd spend hours like going through, like okay, like pick your favorite, like who's the strongest, and um, like so. I do remember that's how I know of Adam Warlock yeah. because like we had that. But Silver Surfer was always. I always thought he was just like you know, he's ratty surfing, like it's cool and he's super, super strong. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a super cool character who, I mean, was in that one Fantastic Four movie, but I think we're going to get him again. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we get him again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's so many more uh, kind of characters in this book than they did in the movie. But at the same time, like the one kind of knock that you can make on the book is unless you're really invested in kind of no your whole Marvel history. It's a little convoluted in a sense of. Yeah. So hard to follow maybe for some people. I can see that. I would say that this was like similarly, like this was an undertaking to read this. And I would say in the same way that doing the dark Phoenix arc, like another Mm. classic arc, it also had a bit of a like, really like this is the way this story is sort of unfolding like that had a lot of moving pieces a lot of characters excuse me and and i found that that was also a little bit hard to digest um whereas you know like when you watch that growing up in the cartoon version like the dark phoenix was like yeah it was like okay she <laughs> goes like back over yeah and like and it was and it was fine <laughs> yeah. um obviously the medium you know like books and comics always are able to add more depth and details than like a film can like it's you know people are always saying well the book was better like yeah no kidding they had 1200 pages on which to give you details mm. so now that being said the story is fantastic um yeah. he like you said he he takes on the celestials he takes on all the heroes um, cosmic entities like like has like which which is like eternity and galactus and lord chaos and yeah. master order and like the watcher i think is in it the, as well the, yeah so the watcher's there and like has to refrain from like interfering but then at yeah. one point says i fear that by not taking part my job to observe the universe will be moot because the universe will be no more like it's, they're going yeah. to destroy not only will like half the life be destroyed because of like this search for balance but Thanos with the gauntlet fighting the celestials is just going to break the universe yeah completely yeah which is like super crazy to think oh. like all the like that part blew me away when I was reading it and then all of a sudden the like all the celestials and the cosmic entities just showed up like yeah that like the art on that is gorgeous as well like when that showed up it was just like holy shit like this it's epic beyond beyond words 
Well, so he's like so yeah, like the artwork. It. Read like, it. He's, a, he's in space on this like created throne, it's like floating like this throne of skulls. Yeah, and then in the space and the stars in the background are all the celestials like just like appear, and he's like standing there with the gauntlet, looking up at all. Like it was incredible. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Great Go buy artwork. it. Yeah, great. Yeah, Call it. Heroes Comics in London. Have yeah. them ship you a copy. Grab a digital right copy. Grab like go Grab a digital read this. Copy. Read this book. Check. If you haven't read this book, you need to read this book. Yes. It is, it's check so your good. check your local library because yeah. hot take. There's a lot of public libraries right now who, um, for free, you can go and read digital comics. It may be where I read this. <laughs> it's By where the way. I read the. It's where I read the back half of this. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So go and check it out. It's an amazing book. Um, I mean, Jim Starling is a genius for writing it. Uh, you know, George Perez, all I can say is it's incredible. Ron Lim took over the art uh, halfway through. Uh, he did an amazing job as well. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For the, wow. Sorry about that. That was Podcat fucking around and uh, jumping on stuff. At least it wasn't the bottle of Glen Scotia, right? No, that's oh, thank that's Safe, safely nestled safely. in my arms. <laughs> yeah, safely nestled. Um, going. I've got a couple. That, uh, um, I had a couple notes that I want notes? to give to Thanos. Ooh, um, I like it. Yeah. So when you're surrounding yourself with the people that are going to advise you on how to like go about taking over the universe. Maybe don't have Mephisto. Yeah. Having a like, legitimate devil. Yeah. Like I found it really yeah. weird. Like, and he's like whispering into his ear, like, Oh, well, if you really want to impress lady death, like, I mean, it's not just enough to beat the heroes. Like maybe you should like dial it back a little bit and don't use all the powers. Yeah. And then like, lo and behold, spoiler alert, he tries to take the gauntlet and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he's the devil. What? <laughs> yeah, like, imagine that. Yeah. Um, so I, anyways, I just, that sort of, like, I sort of chuckled when I yeah. was, I was like, really? Like, this is the guy who's got whispered in his ear? Yeah. Um, There's some really great, um, I don't know why I just thought of this too. I was just thinking of like the ending and everything like that as well. Actually, finish your point. And then I'll yeah. it. Sorry. No, and no, no. And just with uh, with the writing and how like how great it was when Wolverine shows up. Hmm. I think I think it was Captain America who like turns around and goes, "I thought you were dead," <laughs> and it just and he's just like blank face, like like no, I'm here. And they're like, "Yeah, no, like Wolverine's just back now." <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. It was comic book dead. It's a it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say some other positives about it. It's like some of the imagery as well that they actually used in the movie. Yeah. Like the Thanos armor as a scarecrow. Yes. At, at the end when he's yes. farming and stuff like that. Um, really, really great job by the, you know, in, I, I kind of wish I had read this before seeing the movie so I could pull that stuff. But at the same oh, time, yeah. I may have been a little bit like, Oh, why aren't the celestials in this? Cause that scene was so badass. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I totally I think I had, I mean, I think I had the inverse reaction where when I was reading the book and I saw that, mm. I was like, oh, they're going to see him as a farmer. And that whole scene between him and Adam Warlock at the end was, it added like another level of depth to the character of Thanos. Yes. That I, I just, I loved. I yeah. loved. It's great. So go read it. Yeah. It's fantastic. If you can find it, go and buy a bottle of Glen Scotia. 
Glenn Scotia and Victoriana cast and by, strength. And just and by two. By two. And then email us. <laughs> I like that. I like that as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, so yeah, I had um, I came up with a list of so like for our, kind of like our fun spinoff section here. So what I wanted to do was talk about the some of the other most powerful like artifacts or weapons that exist mm. throughout fiction, comics, movies, and that and that stuff because. I think we can all agree the Infinity Gauntlet is the be-all end-all, right? It's up it, there. I mean, it, it has everything I mean, it you could is. possibly want. Yeah. Um, all the Infinity Stones. Do, so, like, everything I've got on my list, some of them can do one or maybe two of these things. Right. But the Infinity Gauntlet just gives you literally all the options. Like, er, right. anything you could possibly want to do is on the table with this. You want right. to, like, go back in time and, and stop something. You want to loop it. You want to change reality. You want to... Whatever. So, knowing that, I've got a list. It's, How many are on your list? Uh, oof, I, I just kind of kept going. So, oh, wow. I want to say... Okay. I want to say that there, there's maybe ten. They're in no particular order. Okay. Um, so, I grabbed some I wanna, things that are... Yeah. I want you to... You, Give you three. Yeah, go for it. Give th- give three just off the top. I don't. I didn't know you were doing sure. this. Yeah, we didn't um, discuss it. Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, On the list, yes. I'm going to go Elder Wand from Harry Potter. Um, I have the Deathly Hallows as a, as a set. Three of them together I was as gonna, a set. So, yes. I was going to say, if not. Because the Philosopher's that, Stone. And the Invisibility Cloak. Yeah, so I've got those as a set. Uh, Although the Philosopher's Stone exists by itself, like outside of Harry Potter, in a lot of other like fantasy fiction stuff, so I sort of had the Philosopher's Stone, like the Elixir of Life part, on its mm. own, and then like slash the Deathly Hollows for Harry Potter for getting it into the more like geekdom realm. I like it. Um, hmm, this is really tough, just off the dome. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm going to say, uh, this will be the last one, I'll guess. I'm going to yeah. say the, the the White Lantern's ring, because it has all of the other oh, colors okay. in it. Okay. It's the power so, of all, all of the other colors. I, I just, I picked the blue, the blue power ring, mainly because I really like the ability to create wormholes. That's just sort of a thing, a thing Fair I enough. like. <laughs> so I went with the blue power ring, but I, w- I will accept, um, like, I think I would accept any of the power rings are like pretty badass um so yeah the white one it's got them all Um, i mean the fear ones are pretty cool there's i think we're gonna get into it but the i think it was the new no it was after the new 52 anyway the green lantern arc there was green lantern arcs where they brought in ganthet and like kyle rayner and then like the blues and the yellows and the oranges there's like this whole run that dc put out um within the last couple years um, Rebirth. It was started at Rebirth. Oh, that's okay. what it was. Not New Fifty Two. Sorry, DC Rebirth. That like that run on Green Lantern with all those power rings got me so hyped about Green Lantern again. Like, yeah. oh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm, we'll do one of those. Oh, um, yeah. So anyway, sorry. I want to hear some yeah, of your right. other ones. So some of these I um, didn't know off the top of my head. So like, did a bit of research. Um, but something that comes up in Fantastic Four is the Ultimate Nullifier. Um, so that's something that, um, so it can destroy entire universes, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's quite often associated with, um, Galactus, 
yep. which, you know, obviously Big Epic Bean features prominently in uh, Infinity Gauntlet comics. Um, and it also, um, it can like wipe out, so the way it destroys the universe is it actually, it wipes out the dimension by deleting their timeline. So it's not like a energy yes. thing where it goes boom. It's more of a like Doctor Strange style, like, no, this timeline doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, so I had that one. I don't really, um, you know what? That's like, that's one branch of comics, like the Fantastic Four. I know we've kind of talked about it. Like, I really need to do more of a deep dive on the Fantastic Four because like. Like, well, Reed Richards people, is. Yes. Like. The man. The dude, right? So yeah. when you get into the Illuminati like some of that stuff, like right. he's, he's in there as like one of the main guys. Yeah. So yeah, just brilliant. But again, yeah. I'm the same way. Like I, you know, and the first like round of movies didn't really help their brand very much. No. So but I gotta, I, we gotta, but, we'll do, we're going to be digging yeah. into fantastic four comics. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, leave comments, send us an email, let us know yeah. which fantastic four books we need to read. Cause I would yeah, love to learn absolutely. more about them. Yeah. So, um, so we said the blue lantern ring already had that, um, something from DC, the miracle machine, mm, which nice. is so like, basically it can turn thoughts into reality. So a lot like the reality stone, um, or for those, um, like D and D I'm wearing a critical role shirt, but yes, like the, the wish spell, you know, like cool. basically just thoughts into reality. Um, the one ring obviously control all the other rings. Um, we talked about the deathly hallows. Um, something that, again, I haven't done a lot of reading on about the Cree, but the Negabands. Um, so, uh, you know, super strength, a manipulation of energy, um, interstellar flight, and the wearer doesn't need food, drink, or sleep. So can kind of be used to do a whole bunch of awesome things. keep grinding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then... Um, oh, the heart of the universe, which is actually used to create universes. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the opposite of the ultimate nullifier. So you can, you know, go back and forth, which is the oh. great thing in comics where you can loop things like, oh, Galactus used this, and oh, but they had the <laughs> they had the heart of the universe, and they could create another one. Um, and then the last one that just because it's so iconic is Mjolnir, because you know what I almost put it in there. Yeah, I was gonna and, say it. I got into, it's like in doing a bit of research for this, I sort of did a bit more of like a deep dive on the history of Mjolnir Mm. as opposed to like, oh, you know, Thor wields it or, you know, someone else who's worthy and then they get the powers of Thor. Some of the things I didn't know that it could do, it can grant invisibility. Oh. Didn't didn't know that. Mm -mm. Um, So like it can absorb and redirect um, energy. Yeah. So, like, we've seen Thor, you know, like, take lightning into it and then channel it off. But in theory, a star could go supernova hmm. and he could channel that in. Pretty so, cool. pretty amazing. Um, all of his godly powers are also associated with the hammer. So, like, when, um, we, when we get Lady Thor and that amazing comic arc, um, he, like, whoever is deemed worthy who holds the the hammer will also have the powers of Thor. Like that's also something that's, I think is really unique where it's not just a weapon, but it will actually grant you the powers of a God and yeah. allow you to channel godly energy. So yep. that's why I put it on there. Um, that's fair. Also, I didn't realize Thor couldn't miss. 
that's one of the things that says like Thor when Thor wields it he never misses and uh-huh. it will always and it will always come back to him <laughs> so I knew the coming back thing but I was like oh like he, he can't miss with this thing like well, that's pretty awesome so little OP D&D parlance that's crazy OP just an automatic crit every time just every um, time I thought of one more that I'm going to throw in there for yeah. my sci-fi nerds what about the Q collective does that yeah. So I was going to say Borg Cube. Yeah, I was thinking like about collective. trying to get something. So like Starkiller Base was another thing. Like I was like yeah. Death Star, Star. It's just a big Death Star. Yeah, but you know, like it can I mean, if, destroy if the movie multiple taught us planets. anything, 12 X-Wings will take it out. <laughs> all you, Hey, all you really need is one to fly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Borg Cube um, yeah. technically is like a single entity, right? So like I, I think that... Uh, like I feel like that would would count. Um, the power of the Q, like so, I try to stay away from like individual superheroes. Yeah, that's fair. And their or objects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was trying to think of something from from Star Trek, and I remembered the uh, the one Vulcan um, artifact that takes the fears of someone and like mm. uses that energy to then kill them. So if you're like feeling aggression and you're in a fight, like, this artifact will, like, be able to defeat you all the time. And it was, like, gotcha, only gotcha. you could only defeat it by peace. Um, I, I don't remember, remember that, you nerd. Don't, I'm uh, just kidding. Yeah, I, I, don't I love that. The, I don't remember the name That's of this impressive. episode. But it was one of those things where, you know, like, Picard noticed the Vulcan symbol for peace on the underside of the God of War. And that's how he realized that you can defeat this by hmm. with peace i was like well oh, dope okay. that's actually so, pretty sweet cool yeah. honorable well, mentions hey. caps shield well yeah you know it's like things the like that as a whole yeah you know there's a ton of stuff i think lightsabers mm-hmm. <laughs> the force yeah um <laughs> uh that was really cool yeah. i actually learned some stuff there so thank you hey. um and speaking of powerful objects <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna so keep going back to it. I, I've I've only got like a very little bit left. Uh, you'll get more in the mail. For and me. and I will say the more I have, the more I've had. I was because like I keep getting a little bit more every time I have a bit. The yeah. nose is evolving as well. Like as more of the like as more of the whiskey so, sort of sits on my tongue. Yeah. Like sort of because like it's a cast strength right so if there is a nice long finish it's oh, yeah. going to sit on your tongue and cheeks a little bit you know you swirl it around you're going to get that stain power um but because of that it opens up the nose even more mm-hmm. which is really nice my like i finished i only poured like a halfy but like even just going back and just nosing the glass i'm just getting all the sugary buttery Sugar. salty goodness oh yeah it's still in there. It's still that like it smells caramelly stuff. It's amazing. So my wife quite often will like put like a scented candle on of you know it smells like baked apple pie or you know and she likes to trick me you know like I'll come back in from wherever I was and I'm like <laughs> oh did, you, did you bake cookies and she's like it's just the candle that's kind of what I'm getting with this right like if this if I came home and this is what I smelled I would assume that someone had baked some buttery sugary goodness yeah but it's fantastic oh, oh um, that's great. So that's going to be it for us this week, folks. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, again, Glenn Scotia, Victoriana, uh, most of the Avengers it's... right here. 
it's not going to be it for us because we have not given it. Oh my gosh, we haven't given ratings yet. (laughs) Yeah, I got so you were so excited. Full disclosure: I was going to pour another one when we got off camera. (laughs) Yeah, I was so excited. We need to rate this. Yes, Canadian whiskey geeks, the CWG um, grading. Uh, how we do this we give it a rating out of 10 we rate the whiskey we rate the comic we rate the pairing um this is going to be high numbers folks i I think this might be be honest with you um i'll go first on the whiskey yep i and people are probably going to crap on me for this one this one comes in in a 9.5 i love this whiskey and Here's the thing. It's a non-age statement, and I'm giving it a 9.5, and I don't even care. It's that good. Yeah. I no. did I, I, I did myself, I did a, a tasting of, I did an all-Glen Scotia night one, one time. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to pour them all. So I did the double cask, the 15, the 16, the 18, and the non-age statement Victoriana, and the non-age statement Victoriana was my favorite. Wow. The 18 is very, very close. The Glen Scotia 18 is good. I think the reason why I give the edge to this one is price-wise. Yeah. The 18-year-old Glen Scotia is not cheap. Um, like this most 18-year-olds, it's like got to be around 200 Yeah. And this, when we got it, was under 100 bucks. Even at 125 where it's sitting at, at some places. So yeah. for me... It is a 9.5. Wow. Don't um, at me. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. I mean, I'm just below you. Um, so I've got this at a 9. It's exceedingly drinkable. It's for a full cast strength. It is It's unbelievably smooth yeah. uh, for coming at a full cast strength. Normally for cast strengths, like, I mean, again, I don't tend to put water in a lot. That's not me being snooty. It's just those are the flavors I like big, like big, strong, bold flavors. Um, but even that, like this just doesn't need it. Um, (laughs) for, for my palate, I don't find, I'm not getting that burn. Um, I'm just, it's really, really approachable. It's, it's very good. Uh, it's very well balanced with, it's not like some of the other, like some of the highlands where you get a lot of the sweetness and like a lot of the caramels, they can be a little bit, um, like one faceted, right? There is some depth here. There is a good balance across, um, you know, like some of the like caramel apple, um, like there is a bit of a, like a bit of an oakiness, like mm-hmm. on the finish as well. Um, and like I said earlier, like the dark chocolate that like creeps up and like, it's just hinting at smoke. Um, and because of that, there's just, it's such a well-balanced dram that's, yeah. uh, I've, I've got it at a nine. Nice. Um, like I'll it. go. I'll go for the book. Um, I've got this book at a nine point five. The the scope and epicness of it, the artwork, the writing, how they were able to bring all these like converging storylines um, together, and the way they pulled it off, not having it be overly complicated, and it just it reads. It reads a lot quicker than I would have thought for something of this scope, like something of this magnitude and the amount of characters that were in it. Um, I just, I loved it. 
the yep. visually it was incredible it had all my favorite like it's got all your favorite characters it's got all your favorite bad guys it's it's great so yeah i've got a 9.5 uh i give it the same 9.5 the only reason it doesn't come in at a 10 for me is um there is just a a tiny little bit too much going on like yeah of just like a wait who is this like yeah where are they from what and that's part of that falls on me as the reader um you know these kind of big massive events if this if i had been reading this when it came out and i was like in comics and i had been reading all the companion pieces and i was up on it i would have understood it a lot more but coming into it dry that's the only reason and again i'm knocking it from a perfect tent to a 9.5 yeah. but yeah. that's literally the only thing that's wrong with it it's, again exceptionally readable the art is fantastic the storytelling's amazing it is what birthed the marvel cinematic like it is what caused the marvel yeah. cinematic universe to be what it is yeah i mean go buy it just buy it yeah it's it is one of those seminal pieces of comic book art and writing that if you've got a collection, this is what well, like the trade, like the trades are out there. You can grab, you know, yeah. grab the individual ones. But yeah, this is something that you want to have in your collection. Um, even if like just to flip through and like, oh, like look at, look at how they have Adam Warlock here. Look how they've got um, like Hulk or like yeah. see how, like, I mean, you know, like spoiler, we know like a bunch of the people die, but like look how Iron Man dies in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like look how Thor gets taken out. Like it's, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's great. And finally the pairing together. Um, I think this is the first one that I've given out. Um, yeah, it gets a 10, 10. You like the, the whiskey is perfectly balanced. Thanos is perfectly balanced. Everything about this pairing and putting these two together is perfect. Yeah. Like right, right down even even the name like Victoriana, it's just like it's screaming victory, it's screaming power, it's like it's strong. The cask has. strength is strong, yeah. but it's a, yeah. but it's also soft and smooth, which is a side of Thanos you see in this book. Yeah, he kicks a lot of ass and kills everybody. <laughs> He's doing it for love. Yeah. yeah, and then the reflection, the fat like Adam Warlock uses the time stone at the end and like you go forward a little bit and you see farmer Thanos and that reflection piece. I think that's what really did it for me, which you get rounds it out completely. Yeah. The depth of character and the perspective he has like years later, it was, it was just amazing. So yeah, Yeah. this, this gets a 10 for me as well. And yeah, that's the first, I think it's the first 10 we've given on the parents. First 10 we've given out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well-deserved. Well, Hey, Thank you, geeks, um, for joining us on another really, really fun episode. This one was great. I've been looking forward to this one for months. Well, we've um, had this down. This pairing has been down. Uh, this is one of the first ones that were like, oh, yeah. well, we have to do this. And then you're yeah. like, and it has to go with this whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, make sure you go to the whiskeys.com. Uh, there is an E in whiskey. Um, because we like to cover not just Scottish and Canadian whiskey, we cover all whiskeys, so we want to put that in there. So the whiskeygeeks.com, you can read the companion piece 
uh, that goes with this episode. Um, if it's not up yet, it will be up soon. So keep checking back. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, we're at the Whiskey Geeks on Instagram, so you can follow us there. Uh, write in the comments. Yeah. Um, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe on the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. All the podcasts are there. If you're watching this just on the YouTube and you want to listen to it in your car, you can go and find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of those fun things. So make sure you're following along. Um, send us an email at thewhiskeygeeks.com. Get in touch. Yeah. We want to hear what you're reading, what you're drinking, uh, what if you got think ideas of, for pairings. Let doing. us know. Absolutely. We're this the whole reason we do this is to take the snobbery out of whiskey um, tasting and uh, get more people reading comics um, as well. So tell us your suggestions, tag us in your posts to, uh, on what you're drinking and reading as well. That's what we love to hear from you guys. So this is, this has been a fun one, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. This was great. This. And uh, um, cheers. Cheers. And as always, I need to thank uh, Colin response for the use of his song. Um, Some about your love from his self-titled album. You can go and check him out on, uh, uh, on all of the Spotify's and where you get music. It's a self-titled album. Go get it. It's very good. And uh, let's pour more drams and read let's, more books together. Let's read more books. All right. Cheers. Yay. Remember, Scotch and stories, they were made for each other.